My name is Sue Mbaya, governance expert, leader in my community, an African woman, a mother, a wife, also a woman with an experience with menopause. Menopause is a complex and multifaceted biological phenomenon which affects every single woman of advancing years. For each of these women, the menopause process has far-reaching emotional, physiological, psychological and sociological consequences. In just a few years, in 2030, the number of women experiencing menopause will have reached a staggering 1.2 billion. Each year after that, an additional 47 million women will enter the menopause transition. And yet, menopause is rarely spoken of. Its mutually reinforcing and debilitating consequences are barely acknowledged. Minimal attention and resources, if any, are mobilized to prepare for it. In response, Pause for Menopause is intended to inform, prepare, empower, encourage women of all ages and men through my personal journey with and inquiry into menopause. I recorded this podcast for networking and information purposes only. The content which I share is general and should not be taken as medical advice or categoric instruction. New information comes to light every day and no two situations are the same. It is therefore important that you consult a qualified health professional on any matters regarding your health and before acting on any opinion which I express on this podcast. Welcome to Pause for Menopause, Episode 8, for men only. One day, you stop and you ask yourself, what happened to my Sue, my Jane, whatever the name of your wife or partner? The menopause stages can have profound consequences for your partner's life. While most of the changes will be temporary, others may not. Either way, it is unlikely that the Sue or Jane who went into perimenopause will be the same Sue or Jane who emerges from postmenopause. The experience will change her. Menopause will also make an impression on you and your relationship with her. This episode of Pause for Menopause is recorded with a very special audience in mind. You, the men who live alongside women passing through menopause. For you, I take a unique approach. Unlike the other episodes, for you, I share almost entirely from my personal experience. It is my hope that as I share my stories and my thoughts, you will gain understanding, find comfort and inspiration that there is life and vibrancy during and after menopause. I have recorded seven other episodes of Pause for Menopause outside of this one. I'm asking you that you please listen to them. At the very least, please listen to the intro and episode one, Why Is This Happening to Me? That episode will provide you with the context of menopause, the terminology, the stages, and the main symptoms which affect women during the stages of menopause. If you do that, this frees me to focus the content in this episode on your likely journey with menopause. You may be wondering about my reason for recording this particular episode. Let me say it like this. 
Women are particularly relational. Our close relationships tend to get deeply embedded in whatever experience we're going through. We tend to look to those who are closest to us as the first line of defense when we go through crises. We share with them and seek comfort from them. So I have recorded this episode of Pause for Menopause in acknowledgement of the important role and the strain on those closest to us in an effort to minimize the harm and to help those closest to us to thrive in spite of menopause. When I look back at my experience with menopause, I'm astounded at how unprepared my husband and I were for the experience. Usually, when we embark on any activity or project, we would discuss it in a fair amount of detail, assessing our chances of success and identifying what else we needed to put in place to avoid failure. Yes, we did this with financial projects, but we also did this with life events, our wedding, our pregnancies, our children's transition to university. But for some reason, it never occurred to us to do this with menopause. I am so convinced that our passage through menopause would have been much less traumatic if we had had a plan. I now know that there are some clear lifestyle choices which a couple can take ahead of menopause to ultimately ease their experience with menopause. These relate to diet, self-care, exercise, and the approaches to entertainment and relaxation. It is a lot more difficult to try and figure all of this out when you're in the throes of menopause symptoms. I should actually go back one step and acknowledge how uninformed we were. Menopause is a complex, multifaceted biological phenomenon which involves and affects almost every major organ and system of a woman's body. It's not just about being irritable and, and having hot flashes, no. The process of menopause has undeniable and far-reaching emotional, psychological and sociological consequences over an extended period of up to 10 years. Looking back, my husband and I should have made it our concern to seek out information about it. Well, I guess to some extent, there was the sense that it was my issue. This couldn't have been further from the truth. As long as you are in a relationship with a woman going through menopause, menopause is your issue. If she loses to it, you lose too. I've always described the importance of my husband in my life endeavors like this. I picture myself in a boxing match made up of several rounds. I, I'm in the ring giving and taking punches. As the round progresses, things get more and more difficult in the ring. I'm literally just hanging on, waiting for the bell to ring. When that bell rings, I stumble to my corner. And there, my husband, my coach, is there waiting. He pushes that stool to catch me just in time as I collapse into it. He cools me down with water. He employs all kinds of tricks to lessen my pain. He gives me that all-important pep talk. <laughs> you see, while I might be the boxer, my coach my husband, in my corner, still has the advantage of a perspective which I simply don't have while I'm in the ring taking punches. You and your partner are a team. 
while it is primarily her fight against menopause, you are in it together. Let me share an example of this from earlier on in my married life. Before we were ready to have children, my husband and I decided to use oral contraception. Now, my husband is naturally more disciplined than I am when it comes to administration. This translates to him being disciplined in taking medications and, and sticking to general health routines. As for me, well, let's just say maybe I'm not there yet. Anyway, it soon became clear to my husband that if left entirely up to me, our experience with oral contraception would not be successful. So he stepped in very respectfully, and offered to help me to remember to take that little pill on time every day. Suddenly, our prospects of success with our family planning efforts were multiplied because he adopted the attitude that we were in it together. So what does this look like in the context of menopause? Let me share my experience from when I was fully in the grip of multiple simultaneous menopause symptoms. I mean, I was really fighting a war on multiple fronts. The symptoms which were particularly challenging for me as a professional working woman were the debilitating sleep deprivation and brain fog. Uh, that's the, the inability to think clearly and precisely. The effect of these two taking place at the same time was that I had to work longer hours to achieve the same results in my job. I fought the fight bravely but silently because I didn't feel safe enough to share my struggles at my workplace. As it turns out, this period coincided with the time when I became the primary caregiver for my mother whose health was failing. So I literally put all my energy towards these two monumental priorities at the expense of focusing on my health. This meant that the many symptoms of menopause in my life, the multiple centers of pain, the distressing heart issues, blood pressure irregularities, headaches, they all went untreated. The result was that the stress built up and built up until it became chronic and then depression set in. Of course, these two conditions now made all the other symptoms even worse. I share this to make the point that this may happen to your partner. She may get to the point when she's, where she can't cope with all the stresses and the demands. At that point, she needs you to encourage her to, to continue to prioritize her self-care and to continue to seek treatment for the symptoms that she's experiencing. Remember, women have been socialized into feeling shame about menopause. So without your show of empathy and support, she's likely to feel self-conscious about the multiplicity of complaints that she's experiencing. She may then start to ignore them in an effort to maintain your admiration and respect. This is therefore a time for you to look for any opportunity to encourage her, to boost her self-esteem. Focus on what's going well. Remember, the easier her journey with menopause is, the easier your time with menopause. Go to the doctor together. 
In addition, seek your own appointments with the doctor to fully understand her symptoms and how you can support her. Also, do whatever you can to get the, the support that you need to go through the experience positively. Don't fall for that old-fashioned thinking that men don't talk. Liberate yourself from it. Increasingly, men seek out counseling to deal with the challenges they face. Why not about this? Now, remember what I said about women being very relational? It means that we do look to the relationships that are closest to us when we are in a crisis. We trust those who are closest to us with our joys and also the deepest of our fears and insecurities. Unfortunately, this often means that those who are closest to us receive the least filtered messages about how we feel. I'm not making excuses, but I would really like you to see the often highlighted issue of outbursts and mood swings from the other side. In my case, I was a professional woman trying to hold it all together all day long at work, even though I was tired and irritable because I was perpetually sleep deprived. I was having to put in extra concentration and effort to cope with my work. I was carrying around feelings of inadequacy and self-doubt because of those memory lapses and difficulty in completing even the simplest of tasks. I was feeling embarrassed about changes to my body shape as the weight progressively settled. And so by the time I got home in the evening, I was over it. I would finally release the pressure valve and express how I was really feeling. Can you see how the old playful Sue gradually faded away? I couldn't see it at the time. But as I descended deeper into my crisis, my husband started to lose the mate he had always found friendship, fun, and pleasure in. This situation reminds me of uh, a couple my husband and I met years ago when we were purchasing a house. There were still telltale signs that they had once had an amazing life together. But it had all faded. As we got to know their story, it became clear what had happened. The race to the bottom. In other words, each one of the couple started to care more and more about themselves than about their relationship with the other. They progressively took actions which weakened or undermined the relationship. This is a risk for all of us when we don't confront challenges like the menopause symptoms from a united front. Now, I'm sure you want me to talk about the problems with intimacy which usually affect relationships during menopause. The Pause for Menopause episode on menopause and sexual health is essential listening for you. <laughs> you know, even as a woman with first-hand experience of menopause, I'm still astounded at the intensity of the onslaught which takes place against a woman's brain, her body, and her emotions during menopause. I am convinced that once you are armed with the full knowledge of how it all lands on a woman, the woman in your life, you will want to do whatever you can to support her through it all. I want to summarize my observation on this very sensitive and emotive issue about intimacy 
with these few points. First of all, menopause will come and it will probably, most probably, change the pattern of your intimate relationship with your partner. Know and accept this ahead of time and then work together to limit the impact of these changes. It is possible and you should work together towards a satisfying new intimate relationship. It should only be in the rarest cases that a couple actually stops intimacy altogether. The key words here will be attentiveness, variety, and patience. Remember, menopause is the result of the normal aging process in women. If you fast forward a decade or so, your own body as a man will go through the same hormonal decline. You will be fortunate, though, in that the sunset of your reproductive stage will be less painful, less visible to those around you, and therefore less humiliating but it is guaranteed to happen. This brings me to a sensitive point. Sometimes we are triggered by other people's issues because they coincide with our vulnerabilities. It's likely that accompanying your partner through the menopause process will force you to confront fears and taboos that are so deep-rooted that you may not even be aware that they're there. I encourage you to embrace this season and make the most of it. Also, you can't re reassure your partner to embrace the end of her reproductive time if you have serious fears about the fact that one day your own reproductive time will come to an end. Another point. Remember that most sources of information about menopause tell about symptoms and dysfunction which takes place in the woman's life during this stage. What they all omit to say is that whatever the issue or the symptoms is, whether it's hot flushes or forgetfulness or, or lack of interest in sex, that issue doesn't occupy 24 hours of the woman's day. In, in between the episodes of these disruptive symptoms, you will still be able to experience some near-normal moments with your partner. The point is to manage your lives in such a way that you increase those moments and derive as much satisfaction out of them as possible. I also want to remind you that love and intimacy are not just about sexual intercourse. This is a great time to emphasize on those non-sexual demonstrations of love and intimacy which work for you as a couple. This is something which young couples should work on earlier on so that you don't find yourselves in a crisis when menopause cuts back your levels of sexual intercourse. A quick caution here. Not all efforts to pursue normal moments with your partner will be successful especially in this area of intimacy. Be kind to yourself. Get past any disastrous moments and watch out for feelings of guilt about anything that you may have done which caused her pain or more frustration. But similarly, no matter how frustrating the experience gets, try not to blame your partner for her symptoms and how they may be affecting you and your relationship with her. By the way, I need to make a confession. 
in um, one of the episodes of this podcast, I've encouraged women to talk, talk, talk about their experiences. So be prepared. But seriously, though, most women are wired that way. We feel better when we share our burdens. So be prepared to listen and maybe even to encourage her to open up to you about her experience. I'm really encouraging you to be exemplary in your family and in your community. Listen, learn, and teach. You and I were born into a world which was menopause blind, a world which is currently failing close to a billion women by neglecting its responsibility to support women through menopause. The fact that we were born into this situation is not our fault. But if our grandchildren are born into the same world, that's on you and me. Think of menopause as the flip side of puberty. Talk to your sons about it. Talk to your daughters about it. Debunk it for them so that they don't propagate the same awkwardness that you and I have around menopause. Let me be clear. To an extent, menopause will always be a personal issue. But at the same time, wouldn't it be wonderful if you knew that your sons and daughters' lives will not be crippled by menopause, that they will be able to speak openly about their menopause status to the extent that they need to in order to access whatever support, resources they require to cope with menopause. Remember, as you embrace the challenge of speaking openly to your children and those around you about this issue, you will be contributing significantly to challenging the harmful hush-hush around menopause. Well, that brings us to the end of this special episode of Pause for Menopause. I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate that for many of you, this will have been an awkward and perhaps challenging encounter. But you persevered to the end. Thank you for pausing for menopause.